Welcome to Conversations with Leaders, where we talk with cloud leaders from commercial enterprises to the public sector, hearing their perspectives on innovation at scale when it comes to people, culture, and organization. Welcome to Conversations with Leaders. My name's Miriam McLemore, and I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS. Thomas Blood has joined me today. Thomas, your background? So I'm, I, I used to be an enterprise strategist, and now I work in innovation in EMEA, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Uh, and before coming to AWS, uh, I actually worked at Experian, which is a financial service company, which I uh, helped transform one of the business units by bringing them into the cloud between 2014 and 2016. And as you know, Thomas, I was with Coca-Cola for 26 years and did a journey to the cloud about the same time at Coke. So thrilled to have a minute to catch up with you yeah, and hear about your conversations with customers and trends that you're, you're seeing. So I did about, I don't know, maybe 100, 120 meetings with customers this past year, uh, you know, all levels. And... One of the things that I hear over and over again is that the technology component of the, of the transformation is actually not the really hard part. Right. The really tough part for organizations is culture and organization and finding skilled people. Absolutely, the talent gap is exactly. certainly similar. I've had you know about the same number of customer interactions. And, and as you say, more and more, we're getting called to come speak to board of directors, mm -hmm. to CEOs, C FOs, CMOs, COOs, everybody with the C in the front. And it is interesting because cloud has moved and transformation has moved from an IT agenda mm -hmm. to a business agenda. Are you seeing this? Yeah, actually, thing? a business transformation agenda, right? Because that's Absolutely. the whole purpose. Is this is about IT enabling the business to do more things, to go faster, to innovate, to create new business models. I don't know, that, that's what I'm hearing mostly. That certainly is what I'm hearing as well, and it's across industry. Mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to be in Asia, in the US, in Europe, and it is a very similar conversation regardless of the industry. I've talked to oil and gas, I've talked to telecom, I've talked to consumer products, I've talked to just the, a wide yeah, range, pharma. insurance, pharma, same. Same. And and so, what are you seeing in terms of uh, you know the training, the skills gap? What are you hearing? Yeah, the, you know, I I do think people are projecting there's going to be a a lack of talent and a challenge to figure out how do you skill and staff. And so, a lot of the conversation is figuring out how to reskill mm -hmm. your team. You have, in many cases, our customers have the team they need. They just need to reskill and really invest in their own team. I recently talked to a, a major oil and gas company, and uh, they had outsourced their most of their software development for so long. They only had, you know, a two dozen or three dozen of developers worldwide left. Wow! But over the last two years, they've upskilled 1,200 people to get back into insourcing and to develop solutions for their business. Right, and it, it, that brings up such an interesting point. I've had conversations about, you know, is our traditional view of workforce and where hiring could happen mm -hmm. has to be expanded because so many companies are in this transformation journey, and we've got to look for talent in a broader sense. Plus, we need diversity in our organizations to represent 
the consumer bases that we interact with and give us new markets. So do you find that conversation in Europe particularly? Absolutely, yeah. And the other thing I'm hearing is that um, the, the kinds of skills that we're looking for, it used to be bring in the specialists, right? The, the really high-end, really expensive specialists. Right. More and more we're looking for, customers are looking for uh, uh, generalists who can do a vari variety of things, maybe have depth in one area, but they can do and work across a full stack in a team. Right, I, I've also found that there's more appreciation for people coming in with a, a broader skill set, bringing in millennials, pairing them with an older established workforce so that you begin to mix mm -hmm. the organization mm -hmm. and take advantage of the capabilities and uniqueness that people bring. The other thing I'm seeing that I think is really interesting is that in the, even at the C-suite level, we're finding more and more executives who are starting to learn about more about technology. There used to be this divide, yep. but I think what we're seeing is that these two are coming together to really reinforce each other. Yeah, some uh, customer told me a story today that his CEO actually got certified in AWS. Cool. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that Just awesome. to demonstrate that this is the future. Mm -hmm. And if your CEO is willing to roll up their sleeves and really invest themselves mm -hmm. in the journey, that's a great testament for the rest of the organization, I think. Yeah, I, I worked with a, a consultant in, in Germany with a large financial institution, and he actually had all the executives come into the software development area to push and release software to production, all wow. of them. So they knew what it felt like, they knew what it kind of in, entailed, which I thought was a really cool idea. Very cool. And, you know, to add to that, I was, I was just speaking to an Australian company called Sportbet, and they actually created a cloud academy for their executive team. So they mm. took the entire executive team through more of a professional level yeah. of, of cloud education, but so that you build that community across even the executive ranks mm -hmm. to understand the possibilities and the opportunities for driving innovation for their company. Absolutely, I see the same thing, totally agree. Now, what are you seeing in terms of the cultural shift inside those organizations? So one thing is understanding the language, but, but in terms of how you work and how you work together, what, what, what are you hearing there? You know, the, the strong desire to be agile and the recognition that speed matters mm -hmm. in business. Mm -hmm. But enterprises are still struggling with established processes, with traditional decision-making, with traditional business planning to really capture speed. And it does take a rethinking of not just moving to cloud and adding technology and thinking about innovation. You have to reassess some of your internal standard business process governance structures. Mm -hmm. Are they still the right ones, right? Because a lot of times they met a really important purpose in the past but will they take you to the future? Will they take, yeah, they, exactly. Do we have to change them somehow? You know, when I'm talking to customers about their cloud journey, I was just asked recently where to begin, what is the, you know, the approach? And I often say, start with something small but important mm -hmm. that has impact. I think moving companies and particularly large enterprises away from these big bang yeah. efforts and beginning to add value, but doing it in a smaller, more agile and iterative way mm -hmm. 
can create the momentum that they really need to maintain and actually transform. What's the advice that you give? Well, it's funny because I actually give the same advice and a couple of other things, but I used to tell my teams, and I stole this shamelessly from somewhere, but it's this, this, this little phrase, think big, start small, go fast, right? I and that's that. Yeah, and that's what I tell my customers as well. And you're absolutely right. You have to pick something important and just go for it. You know, don't do the committees and the analysis and the study and you know the, all the research. Just start. You learn as you go anyway, and you're going to discover things you didn't know. Right. So it's important to learn in the in the in the process. And I also talk about this willingness to fail and to learn. It's not yep. about failing; it's about learning. Right. You know, for example, when you tell people who speak multiple languages. I know someone that does. Yeah, that. some. I, I speak German, so that, that's obviously one of the one of the things. But when you learn a new language, you are going to make horrible mistakes and embarrass yourself. But you cannot learn the language without going through that space. That space, right? Right. And I think in IT and in anything really, you have to be willing to make mistakes and kind of embarrass yourself a little bit. Right. But learn the lesson and then do the next right thing. Yeah. Similarly, we would talk about failing forward fast. But to fail, failing small is probably a little more acceptable than failing huge. Yes. And that's why getting those units of work smaller, yeah, exactly. especially till you build that muscle and you're more comfortable mm -hmm. with you know, the motion, then I think you can really gain momentum. Well, and you're also minimizing risk when you have smaller iterations. The blast radius from you know, the monolithic product yeah, exactly. and that blast radius down to something smaller, the blast radius shrinks along with yeah. it. So very powerful. I'm so, so happy that we were able to catch up. It's been a long time. And you know, having, this, you. having this community of our, us practitioners being able to talk to each other is really enriching and really valuable to me and, and I hope to you as well. Certainly to me and certainly to our customers. I think sharing stories that we hear from our customers and the impact that they're having in their industries is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And they change things for their customers for the better. Right? Yeah. So that feels rewarding to me because I can see the impact we're having with our customers. We're having impact on their customers. Absolutely. Yeah, love that. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs>